Vanessa Lee is the founder of The Things We Do, a top injector and a trusted authority in the world of beauty and skincare. Now she's hosting a podcast. Join her as she covers all the things we do for beauty, best kept secrets and weird shit included. Okay, thank you guys so much. Welcome back. This is the podcast, The Things We Do, and I have a amazing guest with us today. You have no idea how many times this guy runs through my mind anytime I think about beauty or beauty authorities. Sir John is with us. He's joining us today. Um, He is a very well-known celebrity makeup artist to people like Lady Gaga, their Kardashians, Beyonce, our mother. He has his own TV show. He has his own makeup line. He's an entrepreneur. So thank you so much for taking your time and being with us here today. Absolutely. Love being in support of anything that you're doing. Fantastic. Yes. So sweet. <laughs> Stunningly handsome. This I can't is my take girl. It. This is Vanessa. I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing. And this is, I mean, like what you're doing is so, you always, you're so on it. When I say on it, you don't lose momentum. You stay motivated. So I hope this, you know, someone is, has a major takeaway from what you're doing. Thank you so yeah. much. Okay, so let's get to it. Let's I have a few it. questions for okay. you, and then we're going to do some few things afterwards. Love it. Okay. Okay, so where you are right now, I feel like most makeup artists are trying to get to this level. And from the outside, we see you on social media, we see you on your show, we see all of the success, and it can sometimes seem like all of this stuff happened overnight. But can you tell us about some of the struggles that you've had to go through to yeah. get to this point? Absolutely. I mean... Vanessa, it takes, you know, 10,000 hours. It, you know, yeah. it literally takes uh, about a decade to become uh, an overnight success. Mm-hmm. And, but, and I've been in the business uh, since 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, I've been in a makeup artist for about 19 years now, you know? Wow. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things where you don't necessarily, you can't slow down. Like, you know, like what you're doing, you need to always have a sense of vision, but also, it's an inner GPS that you have. You ha- I don't want to get too spiritual deep here, you know, but... No, we're all about oh, yeah? anything you want to talk about. So, the reason I'm here is vibrational alignment. The reason hey. I'm here is because um, manifesting and literally just having vision and, and, know, yes. it's, and know it's coming. Like, mm-hmm. when you guys go to McDonald's or Burger King, you you know, you go to your pay uh, order window. Mm-hmm. And then once you're done, you walk over to the, you know, uh, the window to receive your food. But you mm-hmm. know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And that same sense of knowing is how I create and how I'm in front of you now. So You ask um, for it, put it out there, absolutely. and it happens. Plan the work and work the plan. Um, and so for me, you know, it's one of those things. I have so many, you know, uh, fails, or you know, but I don't look yeah. at them as fails. I look at them as like, okay, learning lessons. You know, for example, um, and and then also, I, I was an assistant. You can't lead someone so you can effectively follow. So for me, it was you know uh, part of the success uh, or reason I'm here is because assisting was such a major portion of my career. Mm-hmm. Like assistant Pat McGrath, assistant Charlotte Tilbury, mm. meeting all the editors, the beauty editors, and also most of the, those girls back then were assistants as well. Yes. You know, um, meeting all the models and mo- you know everyone was they were all like baby cubs back in the day now they're yeah. big cats and grown women and married and things like that but yeah. um paying your dues man i used to i used to carry yes. luggage for pat mcgrath i used to you know do body lotion only for charlotte so on the models yes. until i graduated to doing faces and 
So when you were doing those, what might seem like like tedious things to Mm -hmm. like the outside picture, did you ever feel like, what the hell am I doing right now? Or did you feel like, I know that this is a stepping stone? What was your thought process during that phase? Yeah, a lot of times, you know what? I always would think to myself, what the hell am I doing when it came time to pay the rent? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, know, working and living in New York City, and I don't come from a family that has ability to bankroll my life. So... Um, it was difficult to, when you're an editorial assistant, I made like $50 a day, you know, mm-hmm. or $100 a day on a 10 wow. hour shoot, but no one know it's seemingly, you know, glamorous because you're doing Vogue or Vanity Fair and yeah. this kind of thing, mm-hmm. but you're not making any money. So I had, I had to go to um, a strip club in Queens and do makeup there. Hey. Um, at night, one of my friends, we were Mac buddies back in the day. And she yes. said, Hey, listen, Sir John, I'm working at this strip club in Queens called Riviera. Come, um, I'm like, are you serious? She's like, listen, it's like. Four to six hundred dollars in your pocket every night, tax free. I mean, how can I'm you there. say no to that? I'm there. So uh, I did that for a couple years, and um, you know, and that allowed me to work basically for free in the daytime. Mm-hmm. So many people don't realize is that socioeconomic diversity is just as important as cultural diversity. And yes. when I say that, it means that you know the people who were had the time. Uh, you know, all the girls, the PR girls, all the girls who worked at Condé Nast or Vogue or Vanity Fair back, mm-hmm. you know, they, they don't necessarily need to work uh, to pay a bill, you know, because some of their you know, lifestyles being bankrolled. Some they can work mm-hmm. for free. They can be interns for free. But, you know, I come from a culture, not even a culture, it's not even a cultural thing, but where I come from, I needed that transaction to also pay my bills. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I look at so many people who are in fashion and the people who are at the highest of the fashion industry we're the people who could work for free. So socioeconomic diversity, meaning that, you know, getting people in there who don't necessarily have someone who's backing them is uh, just as important. Yeah. yeah. I spoke on a panel recently with Ali Grant, Kirby Johnson for the B Social mm-hmm. Series. Sharon C was there. She created Uoma Beauty. Oh my God, that's my girl. So amazing, right? Yeah, so proud. And we were talking to the entire audience about how you have to have multiple streams of income and if you want to make your dream work it's hard to have like a full nine to five job where you're spending like nine hours ten hours a day and then come home to like whatever your love is or whatever your side hustle is but we have to make it work and if you want it enough you need to have multiple streams of income to make sure that one day you can get to the level where you're at i mean and you know the thing is it's like you should never stop having multiple streams even where i am now mm-hmm. the goal is if you want to become a millionaire if you want to you know become a multimillionaire, whatever that looks like it needs to come in from a few different areas yes. and not just one direction so um diversifying your cash flow where your cash flow is coming from is key yes um and it's modern fantastic yeah. agree we are educating you guys on beauty business <laughs> and also financial help who knew who and knew any creative space you know i'm going to speak at a yeah. ohio state university in a couple days Amazing. and also USC um, next week and it's really they call me to talk about personal branding and you know basically working in a creative space I I dropped out of college two months into it Um, wow (laughs) yeah and had to figure it out and so basically I've just been figuring it out ever since and but I love business I love the business of beauty Uh, you know sometimes I have to remember oh you're a makeup artist dude so creative yeah (laughs) how did you know so this is really interesting to me how did you know two months into college you were like, this is not for me. What was it? it? I couldn't afford it. You know, I, I was I went to school um, for art and it was a mm. private school. It was really expensive. And then, no, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I'm the oldest, you know? And mm-hmm. basically it was like, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do this and find some way to fund it and pay for it. It got super expensive. 
just really quickly and I just dropped out and thought life was over mm-hmm. and started working for Mac Cosmetics and this was like I was like 19 um, and then I moved to Mac moved me to New York City I was in Atlanta for, for a bit there mm-hmm. Mac moved me to New York City um, I opened the Blue Soho location mm-hmm. and started working and doing that thing you know that's amazing Okay, so you've been doing this for 19 years now. Over your 19 years, you've seen makeup trends come and go. You've seen, I feel like, everything under the sun when it comes to beauty. Mm -hmm. So tell me what you feel like the direction of beauty is heading towards. What's Mm. next? Well, if I... I I want to capitalize off what's next. I don't want to give everybody. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Give us a taste. Uh, I think what's next is, uh, I think, you know, this is the thing. I love the Gen Zers. So I think that yeah. what, what's so impactful about that generation and, you know, is the fact that, you know, so much is happening in our society right now, but they mm-hmm. are, they are, they shop by values. Does this company have the same values as mm-hmm. I do? You know, do they, you know, do, are they ethically sourced? Is this beauty mm-hmm. without cruelty? So, what I think is the most important thing is standing for something mm-hmm. um, at the moment and what's going to be, you know, next. It's not just about, oh, this is my brand, I have a beautiful concealer. Right. But is your brand, does your brand, you know, uh, whatever, whoever's funding the brand or whatever uh, narratives they have behind, does it, you know, line up with the ideals of this new generation? Mm-hmm. I think so that's an impactful and um, key, but also, you know, hybrids of skincare and makeup. So, you know, this is the mm-hmm. thing. If you're going to go into, a, if you're going to wear yes. a, a foundation for eight hours, it should be lifting and firming. It should right. do, it should be a treatment. You know, something that you're putting on your lips for six or seven hours a day should actually retexturize the surface surface of your skin. Yeah, so I think yeah. as we so there's so many tech, technological advances in skincare and makeup these days that I think that you're going to see more of that. Yeah, I definitely love the foundations from I believe it's pronounced Ere Perez. She's this like Mexican Australian. Um, makeup designer and she also does skincare and then she started combining the two so I use her oat milk foundation and it makes my skin so my skin's really sensitive so if I wear foundation normal foundation even from like very conscious conscientious lines what will happen towards the end of the day is like I'll just get like red or I'll break out very easily so with the oat milk I have found that my skin is so calm at the end of the day it's okay. non-irritating. It's wonderful. And then Shantikai. Shantikai, yeah. Like, so good with the botanical base so good, and everything. Yeah. It's so nourishing for the skin. Absolutely. Which is interesting because I think the line focuses on um, a, a more mature demographic. Yeah, for sure. But it works so well for that dewy look. Yeah. I love it. I think Shantikai is great. My only concern about Shantikai would be the... I want them to have a bit more of an inclusive approach to their called shade range. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Because I have to do, I actually have to buy you have to mix two of them yeah. and I do have to mix. Right. That's great. Yeah. Okay. My question now for you Tell is me. you are, I said it a while ago, but I always, my husband and I both talk about this, how okay. stunningly handsome you are. Oh my God. You and your man both are oh, two you. of the most best looking people I've ever seen and it hurts me sometimes to look at both of you at the same time so tell me what is your number one skin product that you use or your number one like skin yeah. tip or beauty tip for yourself um I have I have two amazing dermatologists is this all genetics oh I yes tell us about you this. and Dr. Dindy they yes. basically are my secrets um but you know I, I listen I'm not I'm not I'm no uh stranger to a little bit of filler <laughs> eh? yeah um same. but I do, you know, I love PRP too, which yes. is like, oh, that's the best thing in the world. Yeah, I it's think. your body working for itself. Absolutely. So the microneedling yes. is my favorite thing in the world. Same, babies. If you guys not have not had microneedling, 
run and go get it. This but just make sure that you're not going on any kind of sunny vacation out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for but sure. It's, it's amazing. Um, this is this makes so much sense because yeah. our episode, one or two episodes before this, we actually, the entire episode was on microneedling, Ooh, okay. the benefits, the different kinds. So, yes, yes, we are in tune. Fantastic. Okay. So, that, I think the UFO uh, oil. I have a really... Oh, I have, from I have, Sunday Riley? From Sunday Riley. Oh, great. Because I have, like, my skin... I have, problematic skin in the sense where it will break out my pores clog easily i get blackheads mm. so i definitely i was anti-oil and yeah. so this is the first oil that i've ever used and i love it i yes. mean i love it so much i want them to make a body yes that's amazing <laughs> what's oil. interesting is yeah. that oil breaks me out but i know mm. that it has a cult following and yeah. people are obsessed with it i'm oil obsessed but i have to use specific oils on my skin oh, because okay. all oils you know as you know aren't created equally and I haven't used moisturizer in like seven years. So I only use oil and I use it either, it depends on like what's going on with the weather, but sometimes I'll just put a drop or two within my like foundation. Or sometimes I'll just, if it's like getting drier and cooler, like the weather now, I'll just put on like two to three drops and place that on after my serums and then I'm good to go. But I love the oils. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, Okay, so tell us about the weirdest or the strangest beauty tip you've Mm. received from anyone and has it stuck for you? Beauty tip. Um, So I'm a guy who loves to use, I mean, you know, some of the things I like to do, I I use glue on people's brows to keep their brows in place. What kind of glue? um, Lace front hair, lace lace wig hair glue. (laughs) Yes! But it dries clear, it's so strong. But the average, you know, I don't want to say the average, the the, so the pedestrian version yes. would be just using an Elmer's glue stick and with a toothbrush. Oh my god! And the the thing is that it's if you ever dangerous. like if you know if you know anyone who's in chemo or if you, if you pleat tweeze too much yeah. in the 90s yes. or early 2000s, yes. you can it, once it dries, it almost gives you the texture of hair. So you can draw on top of it and it feels like texture. Sometimes it's hard to draw a brow on skin that doesn't have any hair already. So it gives you the texture to beautiful give yourself a beautiful brow. How did you discover this? Um. I was on set for a video. It was called the. It was called Blue. We were shooting in Puerto Rico. I want to say with Beyonce. I know this video so well. Uh-huh. It was one of my favorites. I actually. would play it and I would cry and just think about I, my babies. I used to think about my mom every time I heard yes. it. Yes. Um, and so she likes to jump in the water a lot. So I'm like, yeah. girl, listen, I don't have any waterproof. Uh, <laughs> what we gonna yeah. do? And so I just started to use the glue, and it just kind of works. That so, is so genius. Um, yeah. And so I think that would be a crazy one. Hell yeah. And also, I like to use. You know, we're in Los Angeles, so I can say this. Mm-hmm. Um, joint paper, like, you know, rolling papers. Yes, papers, yes. Is, they're the best block films. <gasps> oh, Before Kenty took my, I'm telling you, if you Google this, I was saying this way be- years ago. And now, all of a sudden, Fenty has them, this company has them, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. How did you even think? Did you have some out one day and were you like, I'm a smoker. this is the same? And I just realized same. that. <laughs> yes, same. come on, bring Every it in. Every single night, you guys. Um, so I just knew that After this the kids is the are same asleep. paper. This is the same paper I'm yeah. going to use. So, That's really uh, cool. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Okay, so you were talking yes. about B a while ago. Yes. I have to ask, for all of us normal people, we want to know, is there one thing for either skin or makeup that Beyonce does that you feel like we should know about and should be practicing also? Well, I, when it comes to makeup, she's a minimalist. Um, but I want to say, uh, what does she, she, she keeps it so simple that really? I can't, I, I wish I had a hack from her. This, I think is, this confirms all of everything I think about her. She, and she looks really good without makeup. So yeah. um, if anything, I've gotten her more into skincare, I Ooh. would say. 
Um, and I think that, well, I do, she's, she loves it and I love to use the Ren glycolic tonic or glycolic mask, I want to say. What's the brand? Ren, R-E-N. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the best. It's oh be- beautifully conditioned skin. The fact that you glycolics. Glycolics yeah. are a form of alpha, hy- I'm sure you know this, oh, yeah. but for listeners in the audience are a form of alpha hydroxy acid. It's very different than beta hydroxy acids um, and how they penetrate and work on the skin. It's a smaller molecule, so it gets to mm-hmm. that outer surface congestion and really clears you up with certain percentages overnight. You see a huge oh, difference in the skin. Absolutely. Oh my God. What's the difference? So, so and beta hydroxy does what? So alpha hydroxy acids versus beta hydroxy acids um, attack bacteria in a few different ways. They're both forms of exfoliants on the skin in the sense of like chemical exfoliants because then you have physical exfoliants like, you know, Manual. no one should use this, but like St. Ives, like oh, a, yeah. a micro scrub yeah. on the skin. That's for your feet, not yes. for your face. Let's it get it straight. Hello. Face. It's horrible. There's no way. But beta hydroxy acids are things like salicylic acid. Um, people who have like a deeper set acne in the skin, that achy, that achy like underlying, that's the type of stuff you want to use beta hydroxy acids for. And then alpha hydroxy acids are for like that really superficial like congestion or like not so irritating breakout, but it's superficial and you have oh, yeah. a breakout. Some people need a combination of both. So if you have like breakouts in your T-zone that are more superficial, like the little closed or open comedones, and then you also have like the cystic acne or mm-hmm. lower face acne, you'll use a combination wash of alpha hydroxy acids and beta hydroxy acids. So sometimes we call it aha baha because it's like such a mouthful. All right, right, right. Yeah, so that's what it's helpful for. But I'm glad you love glycolic acids. That oh, yeah. makes me feel great because I that's my favorite. I, I do. Glycolic I, acid I, is a um, it's derived from sugar, sugar cane. Sugar, yeah, yes. absolutely. Oh my god, he knows his stuff. He's so good. <laughs> okay, so we are gonna do something called beauty bits. Before we go to the beauty bits, do oh, you yes. have any other, any other questions? 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so right before yes. I came here, okay, cool. I was sitting with Asia Jackson, uh-huh. and she is an amazing influencer. She's an actress, and she's really spearheading in the Filipino American community um, a campaign called Magandang Morena, which mm-hmm. in Tagalog or in my language, in my native language, means beautiful dark girls. Mm. So right now she's spearheading this whole campaign within the Filipino community about like colorism and how to change that conversation in the creative space, in the beauty space and all of that. So I was with her earlier for a photo shoot and one of her questions was what, how would you describe your identity? And how does your identity affect what you do in the workplace? And how do you bring light to the conversation of colorism? And how are you helping kind of like navigate that conversation through what you do? So with what you do, you're a beautiful black man. I love this question. I love the, First of all, I love this question. And I'm so ready yeah. to answer it. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a black man and your identity. Tell me how you see yourself and how are you changing the conversation of yeah. colorism within your beauty world? Yeah, for sure. Well, so... We could have led with this, and this could be hey, its own. This could be its own. We can keep episode going. We're right here. In. But you know, this is one of the things you have to realize is that you know. Um, and I used to be afraid to talk about cultural things because the Same. fact that I was like, oh my god, well, you know, I have this contract with L'Oreal Paris, or mm. you know, I have all these clients who aren't ethnic, so will they isolate me? Will I be seen as you know? I used to, when Black Lives Matter started, I remember mm. you know at one point every you know these guys were getting gunned down. So I went to Grand Central yes. Station and laid out with my brother, you know. In support of um, but the thing is it's like you have to realize that since we've had a television since there has been 
cinema, yeah. you know, the European ideal of beauty, and this, mm-hmm. and this is the thing, this is, you know, it's, it's a case study, it's a history study, mm-hmm. the European ideal of beauty has literally altered all of our perceptions of ourselves mm-hmm. since the 1930s, so when we saw the silent screen stars of the 1930s, the Greta Garbo's, the Marlene Dietrichs, and as soon as you saw the close-up, that's what created a star, mm-hmm. and so basically that was a blonde, blue-eyed woman, yeah. And so that that ideal penetrates the psyche of everyone from Harlem to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, that that means that you, you know you have people. I used to work at a makeup counter at, uh, and see seventy to hundred women come in daily. Mm-hmm. And you know, women from India want to lighten their skin or use a lighter foundation, yeah. and they use mercury and bleaching creams in some parts of Africa. Um, I mean, colorism affects us all in such yeah. a major way. Mm-hmm. And it you know even within a family, like for example, as in, even. You know, slaves back in the back in the day, when you were fair, fair, you were closer to the home, mm-hmm. and they designed it that way. When the, you know, if you were deeper skin, you were in the fields to you know create a sense of dissension. Um, but what I want to say about that is that I love the place that we're in now, mm-hmm. and so the place that we're in now, this is the golden age of diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it's basically like it. These are the dreams of our grandparents yes. to have these conversations, to have open forums for you know the people who are not necessarily affected to also listen, you know. And for example, and you need to have everyone rally around your ideas. Listen, I'm a guy; I don't have to worry about safety when I go to my car. But I'm so involved in women's rights. Yeah. You know, I, I believe myself to be a bit of a feminist, and so you know, you should be able to, even though there's no hole in my boat. I still should I have sympathy or empathy or want to help the people who do, if yeah. that makes any sense. So yeah. it's all of our job. And um, it's my job necessarily to the post that I am. I'm the only person of color. I'm the only black man who, in the beauty business at this this kind of yes. point or stage or yeah. game, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it, I have to constantly remind people that, hey, listen, guys, uh, the shade extension, the shade range is really, really non-inclusive. It's not modern. Mm-hmm. It's going to be suicide for your career. Like I'm in these rooms and these boardrooms for a reason, you know, and there has to be representation um, across, you know, just all, all these different companies. So to your question, the first part of your question was. Your identity. How would you describe yourself yeah. and how does that bleed into your work? Yeah. So how do I describe myself? Um, I'm, a, I'm a black man, you know, and, um, for, you know, first I'm a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, everything else comes after that. And I mean, you know, listen, we don't live in a post-racial society and I don't want to get too deep, but. Uh, how do how does that affect me? It affects me because I am very conscious of it, mm-hmm. and because and also I'm reminded mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I I haven't flown uh, coach in like for three or four years, mm-hmm. and whenever you know you're in your class in the airport or whatever that looks like, everyone's like, well, well they were always wondering how are you here? Or you must be a basketball player. And so I was on a flight the other day coming from um, New York, and so the woman said, oh, are you guys on the team? a team together and I turned around like what team what do you mean <laughs> and I was I saw two other African-American guys who and we don't even look like we can be in the same age range whatever that yeah. looks like yeah. but it's one of those things when you're checking yep. into the Four Seasons when you're checking into the London Hotel whatever that looks like they just want to verify just a bit more mm-hmm. and but my whole thing is this I feel like I need to fight for people who can't fight for themselves yeah um so cultural issues are just so important to me you know yeah. because you know you're gonna try. You'll try me, and I'm gonna stand up. Yeah. But someone else who doesn't, who's not Googleable, yes. who doesn't have all these celebrity clients, might just take it. Yeah. You know. So um, that kind of makes me go and do what I do and uh, fight for what I fight. And also, um, I love rallying around people who are marginalized. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Have you ever been in a position where you were supposed to do makeup for a darker skinned woman, 
and you were asked to brighten them up quite a bit mm. or anything like that where you had to really take a stand and say like, no, we're going to do it this way. So not so much brighten them up, but I've worked with photographers and when I say photographers, some, I don't want to name names, but the biggest photographers in the world mm. and they don't necessarily know that you got you have to light women of color it's yeah. just a bit different yes you know you need to we need to make them and it's my job to make that happen and I, it doesn't matter if you're Mario Tessino uh, Ellen Von Umworth or you know whoever yeah I need to let you know that my client needs to feel comfortable mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter if the photographer will hire me back or not I'm not gonna be quiet on set I need to make sure that this woman feels at her optimal level of confidence mm -hmm. and so for me it's I'm always jockeying to look at the screen, make sure it's lit well, and things like that. So that's kind of the tug of war that happens, but not so much brighten anyone up or anything like mm -hmm. that. I'm so glad you ended up asking me what else can we talk about because I love this, this, this means is, so much more to me. But also, and it's, 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 it's the topic on everyone's, like, you know, it, this yeah. is the thing. When we're in the beauty industry and we mm -hmm. affect everyone's, you know, the way you see yourself is directly correlated to mental health, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. so there's so much anxiety and depression happening with the younger generation of girls or in a disproportionate way that it does men mm -hmm. because of the fact that social media creates so much distance. Like yeah. when you see, and I'm, I'm part of the problem, also part of the solution, but when I say I'm a part of the problem, you know, the glorification of vanity or perfection or making things look, you know, when you see a bold cover, that creates so much distance with a woman in herself. Mm -hmm. And But I'm, trying, I'm here to let people know this shit is all manipulated. <laughs> it's not real. Mm -hmm. Unfollow people who don't make you feel good about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, so... Um, yeah. Do you, are there some accounts that you've had to unfollow in the past like year or two years where you're like, this just not makes oh, yeah. sense for me at all? I mean, yeah. And I don't, I can't name any names, but yeah, of course. I'm not a big person. But tell me later. I don't, the people who are really popular all the time, yeah. I'm just kind of like, I, I, you know, I'm, I just, I need new visuals. I need yeah. new things that are going through my head. And, you know, we are, you're, you're, we're programming, our, we're allowing all that to enter our psyche and it, and it does either help lifts us up or, you know, makes that, you know, increases that vibration internally mm -hmm. or it can, you know, give you the lack thereof. Yeah. Speaking of vibrations, do you feel like um, because we were talking about higher energy and vibrations, when you're surrounding yourself with a team of mm -hmm. people who support you and people who you can bounce ideas off of and help elevate you and keep you where you want to be, have there been people in the past where you have just had to like, cut off and it hurt you, but you had to do it because I'm finding from people in the industry, their circles are getting smaller that I know personally. And they're like, listen, I just have to keep people positive around me. And like, mm -hmm. this is the direction I need to go. And even in my experience, I've had to cut out some people in my life where I thought we would be like friends for life or they would be like amazing business partners. When in fact, it just was not lucrative for my life. Yes. Tell me about that yes. for you. Woo. Uh, yes. So Listen, my circle's so small that if you got any smaller, babe. Um, no, I keep it. I keep the immediates around, you know. And um, I'm, yeah. I've, I'm the same guy as I. If anyone knows me, I have not changed. I'm. Listen, I love what I do. I feel blessed to be in the place that I'm in. But all this shit can be gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm, I'm. I keep it as real as possible. And I think that's what my clients love. Even my friends love me. Whatever. But um, it is. It does come to a point where you have to inventory. You know, um, yeah. things that are around you and inventory, the voices that are, you know, lending themselves to your ear. Um, and especially when you're building a team, building a company, uh, it's important. The energy that's around you is more important than funding mm -hmm. because, you know, or any any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've had to cut some people off. I've had, you know, a, a 
really, really close friends stabbed me in the back and mm. tried to extort me for loot because they oh, were having hard God. times. I've, I've, I've seen a lot. Um, but I, I also have a really, really amazingly supportive mom and my partner yeah. um, and family. So, um, but yeah, and I, I have a problem saying no as well. So that's yeah, the, the problem I have and I'm working on that too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing all of that yes, with us. Yes, it means so much yes. to all of us listeners and yes. to me. Um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about that um, we can just highlight? Or do you I, feel like I, no, I you let me know? I love I love the conversation that you're having about cultural uh, you know, inclusivity. And when, yeah. I, and when I say cultural inclusivity, it's one of the things that I think that people who are not necessarily ethnic um, can uh, relate to and understand. And the thing is, it's... It's well, as long as we're having these conversations and this dialogue. Yeah, that's you want that. You know, this is the yes. thing. When if you ever have a girlfriend who's not affected by, you know, uh, cultural sensitivities and things like that, you're right. like, listen, it's good that I'm talking about this to yeah. you. The yeah. more educated people are across the across the counter, across the table, uh, the better. And the thing mm-hmm. is, it's like you know, you want a you want a space where you feel free to mm-hmm. talk talk mm-hmm. in general and communicate mm-hmm. um so no i love that and, and yeah i think it's super cool also i love the fact that you know we're you know we have so many people you know and children and young adults who are looking at us yes. to change things yeah but i don't think the change is going to come from us it's going to come from this new generation yeah which is why there's such a sense of like responsibility for us mm-hmm. now because no matter how much you think you are connected or not connected to this yes. next generation or the rest of the world you really are, Absolutely. no matter what it is, especially now in this day and age of social media where we're super connected. Um, talking about the cultural inclusivity, recently I was at, well, in, within the past year, I was at um, an ad board for a specific company, which will not be named, and I was to be a part of this group to view their new commercial. And basically they just wanted our feedback. So there was like a special test group of us and we were like, I I think there was maybe less than a dozen of us and they showed us this new commercial and the commercial was for a neuromodulator or a neurotoxin and the commercial starts and it's featuring some black girls some brown girls having a conversation a a redhead I've never seen this for neuromodulator commercials before they're usually like one white girl walking down to like EDM music and it's like harsh and it like seems unfriendly and it's a little strange and awkward always to me at least. So I saw this and these women are at a night market and they're just talking and hanging out and they just bring up the conversation of like, you know, I don't want to change who I am, but I'd love a little bit of help. Like Mm -hmm. I'm open to trying out a little bit of like, you know, whatever the neuromodulator is or whatever. And then they go through the girls trying it and one woman has like a little confessional afterwards and she's like she's this beautiful black woman and she's like I love this I look just like myself but you know just a little bit more refreshed and and healthier and more rested and then the commercial ends and I'm like almost in tears because I was like oh my god this company gets it like yes finally like something i can really like attach myself with with confidence and really talk about this and then what was interesting was um the person who was showing the commercial was like and what do you guys think and someone mentioned and i could feel the energy in the room i was the only one that was like fucking i was like stoked i was like yes (laughs) i even i even was like this when it ended i was like i love it and this but the whole room didn't feel that way. And I was the only woman of color in the room, wow. as per usual. And um, someone in the back was like, I, 
think there should be more white people in it. And the guy who ended up showing the commercial was like, that's something that we did also get more feedback on from other groups that we do need to add more Caucasian women into it. And I was like, y'all, there are so many commercials for all the Caucasian women and it's great and it's fantastic. But like, you said this. this is, yes. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. this is different. This is me and all the women I treat. I have so many patients, I can't even take new patients anymore. I'm booked out like a year in advance. I mean, we're making money where I am and it's mainly women of color. Women of color want to spend their money somewhere too. We've got the money Absolutely. and I feel like you, so someone brought up the fact 85% of women who use neurotoxin, a specific neurotoxin, um, are uh, white women. And this is who we need to be marketing to. Like, we don't know anything about this demographic. Whoa. And I said, this demographic has money. And the yes. reason why we don't spend it with you is because you don't think about us Absolutely. and you don't care to show us in commercials. Right. If you put this out, this will change the game. Yeah. It's amazing. And that was a moment for me, you know, it's 2019, that mm. conversation was happening. And I was like, damn, like, yeah. we're still doing this. But, you know, I felt there was definitely a sense of pride for me to be able to um, speak on that and represent for, again, people that, I, you know, might not have that represent representation. Absolutely. And I was like, no, we're spearheading this. So I called every other company who were competitors and I was like, listen, this is what you need to do. I'm tired of this. If you want me to sell your products, make sure that you give women like me a voice. You want yes. me to be on this board. You want me to sell this product. You want me to train all of these people. I mean, I'm tired of it unless you start putting people on stage like mm -hmm. me. Yes. And the companies have been listening and it's been happening. And I feel like every little win like this yes. affects this next generation, it's like profound. what you were saying. And even though it's beauty or just beauty, really it's like, the inner confidence that we're sealing in for, you know, our babies. These, oh, baby. this There's so much responsibility with it, yeah. and I'm enjoying having these conversations. Vanessa, but it's and it's not just beauty. You know, the thing is, yeah, it's it's so much deeper than beauty, and that's why sometimes guys are like, oh, it's just makeup or X Y Z. Yeah. But it's it's so it's mental health, it's wellness. Yes. You know, and so like you know, as you have to realize this, if you if you never see anyone who looks like you. Uh, you know, represented in, in these areas, it does something to your psychological standpoint. You yeah. know, you do feel this small. You do feel like you're, you you would be less apt to go or call a dermatologist, right? Because this is not for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but yeah, I'm here to let people know it's it is, and we all should be in there, and we all should be as noisy as and ask as many questions as possible because in any direction you don't feel represented. Is not a door you should feel comfortable knocking on. Mm -hmm. And if it and listen, and if you knock on a door and it doesn't open, it's not your door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get to it. Yes, yes, Thank yes. you so much. Yes. Okay, so beauty bits. This beauty is bits. where we are gonna go over just really quick fire questions, and I want you to just answer them right off the top of your head. What you feel like feels true to you, okay. and then we are gonna get to our self care segment, our Bam. self care club. Okay. Okay, and then we're gonna have some pizza afterwards. Okay, How does cool. that sound? Love it, love okay, it, love awesome. It. This episode is sponsored by me. I have a beauty bar called The Things We Do in the Arts District of Downtown LA. Come by and book an appointment for any of your beauty and wellness needs. My team and I know how busy life can get, 
Invest in yourself and make sure to make time for self-care. We have a self-care club that offers exclusive benefits and discounts for our members that you can read about on our website, thethingswedo.co. You can also inquire about appointments and get a feel of what we do through our IG account, thingswedo.co, or simply stroll on by the beauty bar and pick up all of your skincare essentials. So really quick, dewy or matte finish? Dewy. Oh, me too. Yes. Okay, lashes or brows? Ooh, uh, brows. Okay, um, winged eyeliner or no eyeliner? Depends on the eye shape, but I'll say no eyeliner. Okay, great. Yeah. That makes me feel good because I've made that choice for myself <laughs> lately. Okay, and one more time, you said your favorite skincare product? Uh, favorite skincare product depends on the season, depends on the country I'm in, depends mm. on the weather, but I would say UFO. Yes. Ten skin uh, for hair for hair bumps and also uh, Glossier Brow Gel. Amazing. Yes. Okay, brow uh, makeup trend that you hate right now or you oh cannot God. stand. There's um, probably so many. Baking. We don't bake, we cook. Yeah, wait, tell me tell me how did how do you think this all came about? This well, baking, I mean, it's one of those things you have to in order to be like a YouTuber. You should also like there's trends that happen and so right. they try new stuff all the time to keep their audience engaged whatever that looks like some people do love you know a, a very matte appearance it looks mm-hmm. great on television mm-hmm. it looks great if you're doing like cnn or whatever that looks like but um i just come from the school of just i only need powder to set the t-zone right you know and if you're using something you have to realize you I see people using studio fix or heavy powders to yeah. set their concealer oh yeah and it's like anything heavy and dry is yeah. a recipe for disaster if you're using something heavy and dry it's going to weigh down your eye area it's you so have to realize true. the skin on your lips and the skin on your eyes is so thin it's almost transparent sometimes patients come in with a full face mm-hmm. like a complete beat face of makeup they come in and they're like i need this under eye area right here do you see how that like mm-hmm. deep line sets in i need that taken care of and i go well let's take off all this makeup first because there's all of that baking all of that I'm like let's take this off and then I'm like point to point where that line is again one more time and they're like well you can't really see it anymore and I'm like it's free baby you just don't put on the makeup like that anymore it's just like a less is more I definitely think okay fantastic next loose powder is what you want to do and then also you're realizing that um, yeah, just use a lot less powder. It's so much more modern. You'll look younger, and it's just, it doesn't matter if you're eight or 80 years, eight or 88, powder is aging. If you were going to a karaoke bar, what's your go to karaoke Ooh, song? Ooh, okay. So, okay. I've never done karaoke before. What? But if oh I my God, Katrina, to, we have to take him. If I had to go and do a karaoke song, it would be like um, Bomb Bomb by Sister Nancy. Ooh. Or I would do a little bit of like, um, Mary Jane girls all night long. Yes. Do you ever go? Have you been to Shaba by any chance? What's that? No. Shaba yeah. is this amazing party that happens in LA once a month, and it is a I'm complete. <laughs> it's like a reggae dubstep. They're probably going to be like, "This is not how you describe it," but it's very underground and very I like go. secluded and weird, and people just get sweaty all night I and we just it. dance to song after song. Like, can bop, you bop. tell me about when it's? Yes, I'll tell you, I'm I'm going to bring you, you're going to love it. Also, Dub Club, we used to go to like once a month in um, Echo Park. It's just all all night, same thing. It's so much fun. Okay, I'm going to bring you. What is your daily mantra? Do you have one? What do you say to yourself every day? What do you remind Um, yourself of? 
Um, daily mantra. I'm always in my head, you know, and I'm my own worst enemy in the sense, because uh, you know, when you when you, we're all our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, what do I tell myself daily? Mm-hmm. Is just I try to be as optimistic as possible and not look at, not dwell or stay in any negative place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and yeah. So I don't, I, and it changes daily. Listen, I, I'm I'm a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me if. Um, there was one thing that you could say to your 15-year-old mm. self, one piece of advice, or just to settle something, yeah. what would you say? Um, stay, stick to it. Stick to it. It's, it's going to happen for you. Because my whole thing is, you know, in my early 20s, everyone's 20s, all you care about is like, is it going to happen? Yeah. Will, will I make it? Is yeah. this going to pay off? Like, so just having faith, knowing, you know, I would love to run into my older self. Uh, and just to let myself know to just... Just keep doing it. Just yeah. keep doing it. And, and also, I wish I had a bit more of the confidence that I have now yeah. back then. I think we all. all and where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Mm. Um, not so much career-wise, yeah. but as a person as a whole, what do you hope to evolve as? A dad. Um, oh, yes. So, we you know, talked about yeah, this. We're yeah. looking at surrogate agencies now. Yes. And so I want to be a dad so bad. So we're, uh, hopefully we will have twins within a year yes. or a half. Oh, I'm um, so happy. So that, and then just making sure that my, my mom's good, my family's good, yeah. and um, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Sure. So we have this segment okay. called the Self Care Club. Okay. And we, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and we just go over one thing that you've been doing this mm. past week or recently, or however long it's been, okay. to make sure that you take care of yourself and just take that extra moment, whether it's like a minute or if it's ten minutes. So what do you do to make sure that you take care of yourself? Uh, uh, like I a go, ritual. A ritual. I like. I love massage. I love. My, I always you know, I fly a lot, so my neck and my back is always an issue. So yeah. sometimes I'll go to a chiropractor, but um, or I'll, phys- I'll go to a physical therapist. But I I love massage. I love touch. Yes. You know, so like for me, a massage would be great. Favorite kind of massage. Um, I like a deep tissue. I like a, the strongest you can go for. Oh like my Swedish. gosh, you like to be in pain. Uh, but it's it's it, it kind of feels yeah. great. Because it relieves so much pressure. I like pressure. Thai massages, just real light. They yeah. stretch you, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that in the gym, you know, like, you yes. know, and I'm trying to get back. I'm going to Rio for New Year's, and I want to get. I, like, the, this last year, I haven't cared about the gym at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gained, I've, I have a belly right now. And it's like, I don't I don't care like I used to. Like, yeah, when I was like in my 20s, I was so pressed yeah. about going to the gym. Now it's yeah. like, um, I have to remember that, okay, you need to go, not just for to look good, but it's, it's good for your yes. well-being. Because I don't care as much as I used to care. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. One more thing, sorry. Yes, please. I have a gift for you. Oh, yeah? So you said you love microneedling, oh. and I'm actually a little psychic, and I put together a little gift for you for microneedling. I developed a microneedling stamp that's what? made in Korea. Hey, now. Yeah. So microneedling is our most popular treatment okay. because, again, like we talked about earlier, it's your body working for itself. Absolutely. Itself, it's stimulating collagen. So I'm giving you my do-and-go microneedling stamper, Ooh. and you tell me how you love it, but it's all for you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Major. Okay, perfect. It's right here. This okay, is bam. for you. Thank you, my love. Thank okay. you. And you. Love you. In real time. And so, can I, can I get an appointment for super soon? You I know you're booked an, up at 7 no, Infinity. No, you can get an appointment yes. whenever you okay, want. Cool, cool. Okay, love you. you. This guy, Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs>